Hello. Good day to you all. Hello. How you feeling? Me, I'm all right. How you feeling? I'm all right. I, uh, I hope they're feeling okay. I hope so too. I hope that I, I've been dealing with a cat allergy all morning. Um, this is not even intentional oh, wow. to our later conversation. We already did it. Out the gate. My partner, shout out to Rosie, has a very uh, loud and old cat. A little aggressive. <laughs> you know, just has been through some things. Yeah. And. Uh, Likes to make me sneeze, so I've been sneezing all morning. Um, so I'll try not to. You got some in. eye situation happening with man, the contacts. Man. I have sympathy for you. It's brutal. I like my lens starts. Sli- anyway, we're here. It's Thursday at noon. WHBK eighty eight point five with an extended wink throughout the episode. I'm not winking. I'm just trying to get my contact. Please don't wink place. at our guest. <laughs> this is Airgo Radio every Thursday at noon. Long form conversations with amazing young people. Or all people. Who are you? I'm Damon. And I'm Kiss. And we are excited to have our very special guests here today. But first, uh, let's announce some things. You got anything to announce? I know. I I have. I'm going to count on you for support, as I often do. I know this Saturday, which is December 9th, I got Mm -hmm. that down. I'm featuring at an event at the Poetry Foundation. I don't know the title of the event. I forgot the address to the Poetry Foundation, <laughs> and I don't know what time. I, I will be there on time, though. So it's a... Uh, there it is. No, I don't have the name either. Uh, Christiana... Uh, who's also Eric my Lundin sister. <laughs> ...put the event together, and it's uh, Damon and Christiana and Chris Thompson and Bria Royal and Avery R. Young. I love all of those people. Bomba Con Boya will be performing, and it's going to be a great time, and I believe it's free. Um, so they're on Superior right off the Chicago Red Line. I think it's like 7.30 or 8 p.m. Uh, check our Twitter. We will tweet out the link. Also, today, uh, there is a rally downtown at the Federal Building at 4.30 uh, protesting our federal government's decision to move the uh, embassy to Israel uh, to Jerusalem in Israel and recognize that as the capital. Um, it's brought together by a whole bunch of uh, Palestinian groups as well as solidarity groups, including Jewish Voice for Peace. Um, so come through and be part of that. I will be there. Also tonight, Rich Jones is performing at the Empty Bottle um, with a bunch of other good folks. That's all I got. Oh, also, my birthday is the 18th. So uh, you can send me PayPal and other donations. What's today? I'm more than a week out. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, we're about to do it. Um, so, yeah, that's it. That's we we have announced the community. I think we've announced our All right, community. Shout our out to you. Now we have very, very special guests that I am excited to have <laughs> up here and get to learn more about. An amazing, amazing, powerful duo. Everybody make some noise. We got Mother Nature in the building, y'all. Hey. Bra, bra. Yeah. Hey. What's good? What's good? So... As we like to start all of our conversations with a two-part question. So now it's kind of a four-part question because you are two people. How is the world treating you and how are you treating the world in this day, this time, this season, this moment? However you want to define time, whatever now means to you. And just come right up on the mic. With grace, with grace and gratitude. That's how I've been treating the world. And I feel like, yeah, what you give is what you get. So Mm -hmm. it's been coming back at me. Um, Yeah. Thanks. Um, Likewise, really, um, just pretty much just going with the flow. I feel like that's the most the the best thing you really can do. If you try to go against the current too much, you end up being someplace you're not so mm-hmm. or not supposed to be. So like just just moving how how God wants us to. So. Hmm. So I'm I'm excited about about this week. You know, there's different energies every time we do this. And this is one where I'm really excited to get to know y'all's story and know about y'all. So I'm going to tell y'all when I first like 
came about. I think I saw your name on a few bills here and there. I wasn't sure if it was a solo act. I didn't really know, but I was like, mother, that sounds like a good name. I can see that rocking. Uh, but it was, as I'm sure y'all have had this experience a lot, it was the Princess Nokia concert at the Bottom Lounge. My girlfriend is, an, shout out to Jennifer, is an amazing Princess Nokia fan. So we like stood in line and was like at the front of the stage, right? And that show was... Oh, I do remember you. Yeah, I was right there. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was it was probably a fro day yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah yeah i sure was because we was right there that was the most turnt hip-hop concert i've ever been at like physically like the yes. the, the building like the people's body was like on my back and i wasn't aware of y'all y'all came out y'all swagged out and then y'all killed that shit like one hundred thousand percent. So from that moment on, I'm like, who are these people? How do I not already know them? Also, how are we not friends? More importantly, uh, but but that is the context. So I, I want to get the the story, the origin, because I feel like I've been sleeping that day. I was like, oh, this is this is not just like swag. This is swag, performance, charisma, and and bars, and very real bars. So maybe talk about that night. Because it, it yeah. felt like a, 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 a maybe a high point in the city. I don't know. Maybe y'all might be have been popping in ways that I'm asleep. <laughs> but let's let's start from that moment. Yeah. What did it feel like on that stage on that night in that crowd? Because Nokia is just rocking the yeah. world right now. So that yeah. was a good audience. It was a blessing, and it was really a manifestation of like of you know one of our goals. So once we put it in our head, like yo. Princess Nokia, this is the same type of vibe. Mm -hmm. uh, she has the same type of fan base that, you know, we know that our music is intended for. So who else better to open up for Princess Nokia than Mother Nature? <laughs> um, and we kind of, like, we we put the intention out there, planted the seed, and I think we kind of forgot about it. And then it came full circle, you know. We found out we was opening it for her. And the vibes were just high that night. Like, we had our whole team there, whole squad. Everything done. We were, you know, more than ready. Uh, we I had gave out roses. We though. gave out roses. Really? Yeah. Oh man, that's the full Mother Nature experience. So we really like we There's executed. Botany involved. Yeah. Yes, all elements. We got we got horticulture. We got it all. So let's let's get to the story uh, a little bit of the origin of the group. Maybe y'all individually as artists and how that converged to be this this powerful combination so let, yeah let's start with the point where kind of you came together yeah, we're, we're, yeah. Real, we're real big on moments when y'all link yeah what was the first um, time that y'all were in room together uh, right <laughs> <laughs> it was actually a sunny day uh, <laughs> uh but no uh we both uh went to u of i so mm -hmm. in champagne um we were in a group called word at the time it was like a performance arts arts-based group and uh she mc i mc as well but she had already been in a group um and i came through i was a junior you was a senior at the time and she just she came up there and like she was on the board as well so she was like hey i i spit and i'm just like yo like most people say i rap i'm an mc mm -hmm. da, da, da. she was like i spit like with that confidence i'm mm -hmm. like oh okay she got some, she got some, okay? Then I saw her perform or whatever, like, the next day they had, like, an open mic or something, and I was just blown away. And then we just, I don't even know how we, like, began talking or anything like that, but we just, I don't know, we just flowed. Mm -hmm. um, my first performance ended up being, we opened up for Common uh, back when we had brought him down. Um, from like fifteen hundred people, that was my like first major performance or whatever. And this is not Mother Nature. This is writers organizing realistic dialects. Yeah, oh, I we got like, acronyms. I feel like I'm point. familiar. I feel like I've been somewhere. Isn't there like some type of audience call and response that y'all do? 
on my game. Word. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I, think, yeah. I, think, I think I've been somewhere <laughs> where, that, where word that. representatives have yes, been. Yes, yes, yes. Um, well, was this goateed common or clean shaven common? Clean. He had a goatee. So it was in between, yeah. he was in between movies, which is when he grows That's when he, he dropped his book. The last, uh, yeah, his book. So it was a, like 2011. Okay. 2011. I, uh, yeah. I haven't gotten to that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, on the but yeah, like we've been rocking ever since. Uh, we, we had like similar stuff that we were involved in when it came to like the community work, mm-hmm. um, stuff of that nature. And we had an opportunity to perform. Uh, we opened up for Run the Jewels together. We shared mm-hmm. the set. This and, is 2016. So we'll jump ahead like five years of us just like. Well, 15. Yeah. 2015. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, so yeah, we did to set together and the project was called Mother Nature. So we weren't Mother Nature. The project itself was called Mother Nature because we just want to do some high energy, show that feminine energy as well as like give y'all the message that we were trying to uh, portray. So that happened and it went crazy in Champagne and we just steady been running Mm -hmm. with it ever since. So we got a lot of love. We got like Consequence of Sound had did our first write up. Um, within that first, like, within the first, like, year, you know what I'm saying, NPR hit us up, and we had, like, just a lot of, like, no, more attention, Huffington. right, we got featured <laughs> in like, Huffington Post, it was, like, attention that we had never got individually mm-hmm. after putting in, you know, years mm-hmm. of work, yeah. and then when we came together, it just started to, everything started to flow. So, before, let's go back before the, before the Huffington Posts of the world. Mm-hmm. When y'all are on campus, you said you were kind of on the same page, community work-wise, what were y'all into, what were you doing on that, on that lane? Uh, well, we we uh, pretty much like started the Black Lives Matter chapter in Champaign mm-hmm. with um, a homie of ours, Evelyn, and some other organizers that were in Champaign. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were doing that type of work. We work heavily with like um, our old professor, Dr. B. Shout out Dr. B. Dr. Ruth Nicole Brown, if you guys did not know. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, she has a, a she group. She has to be your advisor for you to call her Dr. Yeah, B. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's the homegirl. Um, but yeah, she um, has this group called called So Hot, Saving Our Lives, Hear Our Truths. And um, really, we uh, took class. The acronyms are not stopping. Oh, no, no, like, <laughs> bars all around us. So, like, we can't, like, disappoint. So, but, yeah, like, so we've, like, she really opened the gate for us and, like, really got us to, like, get on this black girl genius. Like, mm-hmm. and we, like, really honed it into ourselves. And, like, it, it was already in our music. So we just started just to act more on it. And mm-hmm. everything just started flowing. And then that's how really Mother Nature really sprouted. That's really interesting. You, you said it was already kind of in the sound and in the in mm-hmm. the creative work, and then figuring out how to embody that like off mm-hmm. the track. Yeah. Um, what did that process look like, or like what are some things that were in your music that you had to figure out how to have in your life exist? Mm. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think just more so like being very deliberate in in and how we spend our time and where we spend our energy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, for one, I mean, we moved to Chicago uh, last year and we were working on a whole new project, this project movement. Um, and it's much bigger than what it was then. But we started working on that and it's like, okay, so we w- let's let's get these workshops going. Like, let's actually, like, we've already were doing workshops, but like, let's get this nonprofit going. Let's figure out how to, like, actually make this, like, our work mm-hmm. and then we have the music but this is our work because mm-hmm. like we were already doing the work we were already doing workshops even before we were mother nature we had a workshop you know what i'm saying so it was like that work but then just being even more deliberate and making sure that it's that it's seen mm-hmm. that it's heard that it that it intertwines with the music and when you're like what when someone asks what do you do that that is like part of the answer yeah yeah, yeah. Is it mother nature? I, I uh <laughs> i won't lie i am a 
I'm a fan of a workshop. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> so I am. You want to know so more about a, it? Yeah, yes. I do want to know okay. more about these workshops. How, where, where did they start and how they evolved and what's like okay. the, the container that you put them in? Okay. So where it started is uh, a homegirl had hit us up uh, back, back home in Champaign, where I'm from. And she's like, yo, there's this Black Lives Matter convening going on in Ohio. Mm. Uh, you Y'all guys- in Cleveland? No, we were in Champaign, uh, but we, yeah, we went to we Cleveland. Went, yeah, we went to Cleveland, yeah. and we were like, okay, cool. Um, but we were trying to figure out like how are we gonna go, how are we gonna afford it. And then they had these, uh, you know, you could uh, put forth a proposal to do a workshop. So we like, all right, put our brains together, and we came up with the miseducation of hip hop, um, and basically exploring the elements of hip hop, um, but using it as a tool of. Um, you know, whether your work is political or whether it's your work is healing or anything like you can apply, you can do it through hip hop. Mm -hmm. So we just brought that to the, um, the convening and it was like all adults. There was no kids. It was just like grown folks. And we thinking like, it's going to be like five people in here, (laughs) man. We, we filled that space up. Like we filled the space up, not even physically, but like conversationally, like we couldn't even get all the way through our workshop. You know what I'm saying? Because everyone that was there was like, yo, this is dope. Like we can actually sit in here and talk about hip hop and talk about how this, how this has shaped who I am and you know, how this shapes my ideas about the world. And, and you can have so many, you know, conversations within that alone so like that right there we was like yo we could do this and we get paid for it you know so over the past two years we've just been trying to develop that and 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 take that globally really Mm -hmm. and so far it's evolved into i mean we've worked with every age group we've worked with middle schoolers we've worked with um we've done like uh the boys and girls club well i have and um we've done like Different ages, we done colleges and stuff like that, but now we're focusing on like high school students using hip hop as a tool for them to express themselves, um, to prevent you know, teen suicide and teen violence in Chicago specifically. Um, yeah. yeah. Let's plug right now. Let's not wait any longer. If somebody wanted to make this workshop happen, if somebody had yes. some money to bring y'all yes, somewhere, yes. cut the check, everybody. Yes, yes. Cut the check. How could that happen? Uh, you just email our manager, Nova, at Mother Nature Bars with a Z at gmail.com. And we're actually looking to, for the next few months, uh, our website, Mother Nature Bars <laughs> dot com as well. If you want to, that's uh, excellent manager. <laughs> if you want to learn more information, but yeah, like you could just hit us up. We're looking to really um, do a lot of workshops this season. We can do day workshops, we can do three day workshops, mm-hmm. we can do week long workshops, or we can do residencies. So you know, yeah, yeah we're well, open. Make this, folks. What if if you've already brought us in? We've already done our thing. Even if you haven't, you want this more. I wouldn't be offended if you booked them instead of us. (laughs) Like we said, we're a fan of the workshop. Yeah, absolutely. That would be amazing. Um, So let's go back now before that that moment of sharing space. So you said that you're from Champaign. Mm -hmm. Are you from there as well? From Chicago. From Chicago, and you went down there for school. Yeah. So so kind of, uh, and you can each answer this kind of independently, but. Where were the entry points into wanting to make things in general, whether it was music, whether it was organizing work, but where you were like, oh, I have this creative energy. Where can I channel it? Where were some of the first places you started channeling that creative energy as a young person? Uh, definitely a notebook. <laughs> definitely <laughs> just pen and pad. Um, uh, that's Yeah, that's how I like clear clutter out of my mind and like to get any 
feelings, emotions that I can't really like structure in my head. When I write it out, like it's out and it's it's out of my head and I'm free of it. So that's that's always my first thing. Um, the community work aspect of it. It was it was always something like I said it was in the music already or in the in my writing in both of our writing really so for us to like transition to that it was it was also it was just automatic for the most part but like definitely Dr B like she helped push that mm-hmm. because it was like a confidence thing really for me being like well I don't I don't I don't have like at the time I didn't have a degree I don't I don't have like experience doing this and stuff like that but like we we all have no matter what stage you are in life and what you're doing you have something to offer you have something to give back so it's like also just being well my my name is truth so I also wanted to make sure I was honest in my writing is making sure I write do what I what I'm saying so it's like not just saying it and it sounds nice but also putting the action behind it so Mm -hmm. um but yeah like just just starting just starting from pen and pad and then moving to yeah. stages and stuff like that. So were you in any like youth writing spaces in the city or were you doing that in yeah, school? Like or was it kind of independently? Nah. I when I was in high school and stuff like that, I wrote tons and um it was like a dope poetry group in my school, but they were so dope to me and I thought I was just <laughs> not on that level. I did not participate Where'd in that. You go? Uh, I went to this school called Stymets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. So, but yeah, but they had like the they had the whole like poetry slam and all that type of stuff, and they was just too dope for me in my in my like mm-hmm. you know unconfident mind type stuff. So, but like it was it was definitely it it showed me what could be, but I was just still too scared to to venture out. But once I got to college and I got surrounded by people that pushed me to do it, it was instantly like, okay, this is this is what I want to do. So let me go in and pursue it because I'd rather pursue it and fail than to not ever pursue it and wonder wonder uh what could have been. So yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Well, I haven't followed, but why don't you go ahead? Like okay. starting to create things. Where where was that entry point for you? The entry point for me was definitely just childhood. Um my dad was an MC, still MCs to this day. Shout uh, out to he Pops. Had, shout out to Pops. Shout out to the nineties. <laughs> um, he like will always. He had it set up in his room, so he would kind of always like be sampling my voice or like oh, cool. feeding me bars and stuff like that. Um, just getting me like comfortable, you know, mm-hmm. with music equipment and things like that. So that was really my upbringing. Um, but I love to draw. I really love to draw when I was younger. Like that's all I did. I love to draw. I was the only child for a while. So like I was just me and my toys. I didn't have nothing but creativity. Mm. Drawing, making clothes, making making clothes for my dolls. Like I thought you were gonna say <laughs> your dogs. Yeah. My dogs too. I definitely made clothes for my dogs. Like I was just doing anything and everything I could. Creativity was like that was my thing when I was little. So. This isn't not like career trajectory wise question, but how old were you when you were no longer an only child? Nine. How did that go? Because when I was five, when my brother was born, and it took some adjusting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, my fr- well, the first brother that I had, um, he he didn't live with me, so that that was I didn't have that experience. Like he was my first brother, but I didn't have the experience of like being with him. He was my mom, but um, my brother, my other brother was born when I was ten. And I loved it. Like, he was my homie. He's still my homie. He makes our beats now, actually. Oh, so. That's beautiful. <laughs> Shout that out to This is, like, kind of unrelated, but I, my, my best friend growing up, he was the only child to, like, 11 turning 12. And then his parents had a baby in January and, like, September. Oh, wow. <laughs> he went from, in the one takeover. year, he went from a, a brother to two. comes at you yeah. fast. Yeah. Shout out, Glenn. Like it. it was like fun, it. though. It was like, you know, there's this new life in the home and... It was a whole, you know, 
And I, I grew up with my dad and, and my stepmom. So I never had like a full family anyway. It wasn't like my core mm-hmm. family. But it was really cool like watching that, watching that grow and being a part of it. So, so as you've, you know, now either like in the creative work or just in the ways that you're like starting to understand and walk through the world, are there pieces of not just the like comfort in front of recording equipment, but of the of your like worlds as children that you're like surprised are coming out now because like you're like you say something you're like oh that's a thing a parent of mine or someone I knew as a kid would say like surprise because we carry so much with us from right right yeah Mm. like behaviors that you're like oh I got that from an aunt or an uncle or (laughs) yes actually um I'm like hella OCD Mm -hmm. so like and I know for a fact I got that from my mama like, she had, like, a stack of CDs. If one of them is out of place, it's like, which one of y'all did? Did somebody come over and fix this type of thing? And I'm the same exact one. I used to hate it when she used to do it, but now I'm, like, the same exact way. So, but that, but that is, like, it's it's dope. It's cool, but at the same time, it's, like, I used to, like, bag on you for this. Like, but now, now it's on me. And, like, she, do, she does it to me now when I, when I like... Tell her like she need to fix something, something like that. Like you used to never want me to, you want me to tell you this when I when you was little. Da, da, da. That's the real but, tragic irony of it. My dad used to get so mad when uh, like we didn't come to the table right away because he was like the food's gonna get cold, and I was like, calm down, this is out of control. And now I'm like, all right, everybody at the table, the food's getting cold. Hey, oh, definitely, that, that's, that's, that's my one. <laughs> so I, I wanna. I want to get back to like the, the 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 process or the craft. My so my takeaway from seeing y'all is that y'all very boldly are like pro divine femininity, black femininity, anti patriarchy, the intersections mm-hmm. of oppression while also being lit. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, Perfect. Can we and, use that quote? <laughs> 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 and, and there's a like especially now right like as the movement has been forefronted the last three years or so there's a lot of people who try to do stuff like that in all arenas Mm -hmm. right um and as a member of these communities i am always supportive but it often feels contrived aka Mm -hmm. corny Mm -hmm. and so or at least corny adjacent definitely there's definitely often corny adjacent so yeah it is a thing but y'all went like to the perfect point of the edge and like looked <laughs> over at the savannah and like turned that shit up right and so i i want to like talk about process a little bit and finding that was it just embedded in your subconscious and it's it's always come out or has it ever been time where it's been like like where you tipped over the line yeah and then I yeah come back yeah. <laughs> um i think it's definitely always been there it's definitely always been there but the thing that brought it out with both of us is us coming together because our solo music is more mid-tempo, more mellow, vibey type of stuff. But we came together because it was like, okay, we got to open for Run the Jewels. Let's do something upbeat. It was just like, okay, like let's do all this stuff that we normally wouldn't do. Like mm-hmm. all these high up-tempo tracks and stuff like that. And it just became like the mother nature, like the the core sound that that we have. But it's always been within us. It's just something that we were allowed with each other like mm. able to explore more because that was the main focus that's into what what do you think it was that th- what was the permission to do that that y'all gave each other that you didn't feel like you had before when you were mm. on your own i don't know um i i do know like i came from an all-male collective called the great thinkers um and then me being the only woman in that group and like i love them to death and they always like teed up you know what i'm saying their performances are lit um but like i had a hard time just fully being myself 
like fully being my feminine self just because mm-hmm. like it just wouldn't go well over on stage with them or like it would just, you know, be some awkward mm-hmm. moments. And I kind of just didn't it forced me to want to be someone like else or like to change directions with my music. And then when we linked up and I remember our first like sit down, you know, like making listening to these beats and trying to, you know, come up with hooks and stuff. And it was so easy. Like it was just so easy and so much fun. It really brought the fun back into writing for me because I wasn't enjoying it anymore. And so I was like, oh, this is this is lit. And like, oh my God, we can talk about this. We can talk about this girl. I've been through this shit too. Like it's just being able to talk about things without there being a male in the room. You know what I'm saying? Without there being anybody else in the room to tell you what, you know, it's just us being, like I said, being at the intersection of oppression (laughs) 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 and like just you know having so much to share just having so much to share who would you say now you know because it's it's, there isn't someone in the room but it's also like to whose gaze you're writing for Mm. so at this point would you would you say that you're writing to each other is there someone who you think that you're writing to or making music to is your audience more defined yeah in your mind at least yeah i definitely think it's like a there's I'm sometimes I'm writing to myself, sometimes I'm writing to her. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm writing to this entity that is Mother Nature that's like a unified version of us. And then there's sometimes where I'm writing to black women specifically. There's sometimes I'm writing to white men. Um there's sometimes I'm writing to my sisters. So it could be it could go any type, you know, go any way. Yeah. But yeah. There's a lot of openness in that too, to feel like you don't have to write to any one of them in particular. Right. Yeah. 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 Oh, if, um, if you don't have to, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, me mostly, I I write for myself, like just speaking in my head type of thing, because like because we are we cross so many intersections. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's why it is received the way it is. Is mm-hmm. because okay, we are women, we are black women, we are we represent queer women. Like it's it's a lot of intersections mm-hmm. that we have that people of different backgrounds can relate to, mm-hmm. and I feel like is why we have like the type of grass that we have is because so many people can't relate. So I just try to re- just get my thoughts out. Like I'm just most of the time just speaking to myself. Yeah. So I, I, I kind of described y'all as hitting a sweet spot. Is there something creatively y'all are still struggling towards or like steps or, or, or things y'all are trying to crack that y'all maybe have not quite gotten yet or in doing it. Cause oftentimes you perform your, your mm-hmm. work, you learn more about it and mm-hmm. where you may want it to go in the future. Mm-hmm. So right now are there things that y'all are projecting towards or struggling towards to get on, on the record? You want us to be real vulnerable. <laughs> <laughs> Feel free. We got a, we got a whole hour. <laughs> yeah, I would say yes. I would say yes, which is a beautiful thing. Cause it's always pushing you to like be a better version of yourself or like, everything that you have is always there. Like all your ideas, they're in there. You know what I'm saying? You just got to really dig them out. So I would say um, a lot right now we're working on like figuring our production out. Cause like mm. we have our homies, we got homies that we've been working with for years. Got, got, your my, brother. got my brother. <laughs> and it's just like, okay, like what, what sound do we really want to put out there right now? Cause we're, we're past the point of like, okay, we just dropping music and you know, uh, we hope people like it. Like, no, nah, we really want, we, like, we know what we want to make. We know what we want it to sound like. We know what we like. We know what we like to perform. Mm-hmm. So it's just really, really honing in on that sound. Um, and then trying to figure out also, like, you know, do we want to make our own beats? Because that that in itself is is a craft that takes time to learn, and it can be very frustrating. Do we want to mix our own music? Because we got our a studio in the crib now, and it's like, we want to do all these things so that it can excel us, and, and we can do every, We don't have to depend on anybody, yeah. rely on anybody, because that's... 
a struggle. Um, but at the same time, those things take a lot of time and we'd rather work with people who are just already really good at them. Yeah. So that, that in itself is a struggle. It's just always keeping that, um, keeping the field like open and clear so you can go. Yeah. That's a tricky balance to like, I know I don't know how to do this well yet. And I'm like trying to make moves and I'm trying to move. Um, but also like, I recognize that it takes a long time to get good at something. Mm-hmm. Um, how have y'all like thought about that? Cause for me, the way that I've been thinking about that recently is I think back on things that I do feel like I'm good at and I go like, well, I wasn't then. Right. So I just, you just have to have the patience Facts. for it. But um, yeah. How have you been like dabbling and, and cause you know, skill level and taste are two at two very different points, you know? Facts, facts. Um, definitely we have been dabbling, going back and forth. YouTube is is a godsend. Some of the videos that help, some of them. Um, it's also but, a really good way to hear conspiracy theories. <laughs> shout yes. out to YouTube, man. I, mean, <laughs> yes. I was like, it's a global dig at me. I already know, but shout out to YouTube. Yes. No, it's more of a dig at the people who make the videos that you watch. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, my, ah, whatever. <laughs> we gonna talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, we get to it. But um, yeah, just definitely, like you said, like our taste, and then like being new to like production and new to mixing our own things and stuff like that. It it definitely like messes with your head at some point. But like you said like looking at like wow like i i used to like couldn't write a 16 as fast as i can now like but it it takes time so it's like it's definitely that um but with the way that we're trying to put out music the way the ideas come and form and stuff like that i know we work quick so it's like to be held back by Mm -hmm. that that lack of knowledge and experience is definitely something that that is in our heads but we are pushing through day by day but it's definitely um a process most definitely So why don't we uh why don't we hear a song? Uh, this is "Run It Up." It's the newest single, correct? Yeah, and yeah. I feel so radio-y. We're gonna we're gonna play the single. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll be right back. This is Ergo with Mother Nature on WHPK eighty eight five ErgoRadio.com. Grand. 
Don't call up your Uncle Sam. The alliance is not the fam. And don't tell me about the clouds. We sunning. Show them what's around. It's busting. When you truly found, it's nothing. Feet on the ground. We running. Holistic therapy. You don't need a charity. I made me a better me. Can't find any factory. Speaking so spiritually. They thinking I'm crazy. Cause I know love is supreme. They keep saying maybe. But look how we enter the scene. Woke up to myself like, oh my God. Oh my God. Ergo Radio, we on WHBK 88.5. Shout out to the squad and fam. We got Post Loudness. We got Wizard Radio. We're we're global. We got the people in general, man. And we have Mother Nature up here today. That was Run It Up. We were talking, but I also heard that that joint was dope as well. (laughs) Quite. Quite. Shout out Naja OZ, Lil Bro. That's Bro this. That production is is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Our homie Plain Row also did the finishing touches on it. Gotta make sure we get the credits right here. We can't mess around like that. So we kind of left off in the the loose timeline uh, on y'all coming together and starting to do some of those shows in Champaign. Um, How long have you, you said a year that you've been back? For you in Chicago, for you, it's been a year since y'all moved. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I guess like both music scene wise and just as people, how has that transition been? What's been exciting about it? What's been terrifying? How, do you feel like you've kind of found your footing yet back in the city? Mm. Also, and for the people, <laughs> clarify your individual names as well. I think mm, that is true. important. Yeah, I guess we didn't make space. Yeah, <laughs> we just are one entity with two voices. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm Truth, and I'm Clever. Right. So y'all get the voices together. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm from Chicago, so this was not like anything too major. I wasn't really like terrified of the idea of coming back to Chicago. Um, mo- mostly because of like my sisters and stuff. Like Nova, our manager, literally like, yo, like. Y'all gonna do this, like, let's go do it. Like, for real, for real. Shout out to Nova. Yeah, Nova don't play no games. Like, if you say something that you're trying to do, she gonna make it happen. So that's why, that's that's squad for life. Um, But yeah, it was just like, it was easy. It was an easy transition. Um, I still, I feel like um, we definitely have gotten our footing here. We definitely trying to get a a bigger foot, a bigger, uh, like a bigger print in the city. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying, like a little shack shoe, or something shack like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know. You're but, aiming um, for a shack shoe, I understand. But yeah, like it's it's definitely been a smooth transition. We we've been doing like hella shows and meeting a hella dope artists and stuff like that. So it's definitely been a loving and like healing space for us, I would say, and. It it definitely opens us up to like more ideas, and because it's so creative in Chicago, it's like we it, it makes us be like more in our lane and figure out what we want to do because we don't want to be like anybody else or sound like anybody else and, and anything like that. So um, definitely, Chicago is just like the the best place for us to be right now. And when we 
complete this um this phase and like really take it over to what we want to then then it's be time for us to move on and like try different ventures and stuff but we definitely mm-hmm. still moving around the city moving around the, the country out of the country stuff like that so it's been love yeah how about for you moving to moving up here had you spent a lot of time in chicago before uh, a little bit like i had friends once i was in school i had friends that would kind of bring me up i had done, done a couple open mics and stuff up here prior to moving um but yo for me moving to chicago was like really kind of saved my life and allowed me to go in a different direction because like prior to me coming out here when i was in champagne I mean, life always been hard, but like it had got to a point where it was like really, really a struggle, um, not only financially, but just my family and and depression and, and, and sickness and just not wanting to just not wanting to be around anybody, really. Yeah. So um, being in Chicago, like it was I was still having those feelings when I first got here and it was kind of it was still an adjustment. But I mean, I feel in a really, really good place here mm-hmm. and um there's people there's a lot of people here that love me and I love a lot of people here and aside from the cold I think that Chicago is probably one of the dopest cities um I still love New York I still love New York but Chicago is it's like it's cold in Champagne too it's cold in Champagne <laughs> Chicago man that, that Chicago effect, is just something that else, is something something else. but aside from all that like Chicago is a really great place it's a dope city like so many creatives um I'm starting to kind of find the healing the conscious community here which mm-hmm. is lit um and it's a it's a smaller place so i feel like everything that we want to do like we can do it within chicago like it's a great foundation it's a it's a good uh uh prototype or whatever for what we're trying to do globally so. yeah so let let's kind of go to that because you said like at this, for this chapter this makes sense and then there's the plan like obviously we're not going to hold you to this because things change but you know what is the plan plan like in five years, 10 years, like it doesn't have to be specific, but what do you want your world to look like? Yeah. Oh, that's great. Um, we, man, um, in five years, we definitely want to have been able to raise the collective conscious in Chicago, in the United States and globally. Um, how one measures that, I don't know. Uh, but as <laughs> you feel me now that's yeah. actually a, a really interesting question like the collective consciousness term is something like for the last 100 years people have been like talking about yes yeah, yeah but what does that really mean how do we define there's no, that there's no barometer yeah right yeah no it's just that people treat people with love you know right. you treat each other with love and respect and there's integrity there in that in that organization and i feel like that's what's missing now everybody's just like loose very loose just thinking for themselves aren't really not thinking at all, you know, are just, we are destroying ourselves. We're destroying our bodies. We're destroying the earth. And so it's just a shift in thought. Um, and it's, it's a healthy thing. You know, once you, once you shift your thinking, it's like, Oh, I like this better. So I think we're just focused on um, doing that through communities throughout the world. So smaller, whether it's a community of five people or a community of 500 people, we believe that through hip hop music, through, through just like love, just giving love, giving people what they need through what? Through self, you know what I'm saying? You can really be like uh inspiration. You can influence. You have so much influence. So Yeah. I have a curiosity. So when I experienced uh, I do have a lot of curiosities. <laughs> That's the uh the name of my mixtape. Uh, <laughs> Squad of curiosity. <laughs> uh but you know, when I experienced y'all and what I see from afar via the internet, um, is that like 
you I see y'all in spaces that aligns with what y'all are doing, right? So I I would, and I think y'all would agree, I would qualify, which I do as liberatory or liberation-based art. And so liberation is threatening to a lot of like normal spaces, right? right. right? So if you're in spaces that aren't, you know, black girl magic that aren't powerful. I can imagine there being some resistance or some some tension. So like, like... in like mainly masculine or white centered spaces. So if y'all had any experiences where y'all had to like struggle through a a fight against. Coming out of champagne, like coming out of champagne, we always had those, those crowds where it's like, they know us. And they like, and it's like they want to move, but they're listening so hard at the same time, and they're offended, but they're at the same time. It's like, wait, this is real, this is truthful. So I, I don't like know who's starting to tap. Yeah. They like, I don't know what to do. They're like, we this always... beat rocks, but I kind of, I kind of like patriarchy. Yeah, yeah you know. So we've definitely had those. We haven't had know. anyone straight out be like, you know, f- you know, express that they are offended or anything by us. But uh, recently, we're in uh, New York, and it was one of our last shows that we had, and. Man, it was like a few people that were like our age and people of color. And then everybody else was like somebody's cousin and somebody's aunt, somebody's uncle. And they were like white. And, you know, I'm just Where like, were you playing? I'm just curious. We were in, uh, were we in Queens or the Bronx? We were in Queens. Yeah, with Anonymous. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we had this show. It was like a midday show. So it was already kind of strange yeah, hip-hop in the daytime yeah. is a, oh, that's a rough one. <laughs> yeah and so we're doing our thing you know and we're naturally you know we we feed off each other's energy which is nice so we were still like hype and stuff we we're trying to feed off the crowd and like it was only three people in the crowd giving us some and like two of them was with us so, was like, <laughs> so we got to this point where it's like okay it's the last song yo this is the most hype song this is our last show here like <laughs> Let's let's make a little cipher and everybody, you know, kind of learned what a cipher was and, and <laughs> made a little, a little circle. Did a workshop. <laughs> Pretty much, it, that's what it felt like. It felt like we were doing a, a live workshop, and we kind of got like got off stage and got down on the floor and just started like doing our thing and getting in people's faces and and afterwards they're like, I love. I have never been a part of something like that. Like this was amazing. Oh my this god, this was cool. You know, this is somebody's. Did uncle, you make that you up? Know? <laughs> Did you make up the cipher? <laughs> like I really like how you guys, you know, took over that space. So they. People like it. People mm-hmm. people love that shit. They're just they just you know afraid of it or they don't know how to do it themselves. So right. we just try to show people like mm. you know we just try to we just try to do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Get anywhere you want to go. No, that, that that was my interesting. Yeah. Thought. So that's that's interesting. So going back to the the five year ten year future. Um, so we have this like large scale collective consciousness, but let's get like more specific for y'all. What do you want your space to feel like? Who do you want around you? What energy do you want in the air? Uh, man, always good vibes. We have like we recently took it down because we did a shoot in our in our crib this past weekend, but we got a big sign says good vibes only like as soon as you walk in the crib and that's what we like to like that's pretty much we we base our house on how we want the whole like mm-hmm. you dig to be so definitely good vibes definitely just all openness and freedom for everybody just to be who they are when they when they want to be it because for the most part when you go out into the world you got to look a certain way you got to talk a certain way you know you got to perform for the most part like but you're not being yourself so it's like for anybody that enters into our space, into Mother Nature, we want them to feel open and welcome to be who they are. So it's like everybody that, that, that comes our way, it is that. It is a healing space. So for us to to create that amongst each other and bring that out to 
any place that we go and, and other people around us that may not even know us feel that way. If we can get this type of energy on a global scale, it could literally change the world. And I, f- I feel like that is like beyond most people's thinking when it comes to that. But it it it, it actually can be yeah. like it's not as hard as we make it seem, because when we talk about the collective conscious, it starts within and like we weren't always on this type of level right. um and it's more than just you know stars and butterflies <laughs> and all of that like we we go through real shit like everybody else mm-hmm. like it it is that but it's about showing or like seeing that that is just a moment in time and it's it's for a purpose everything that happens is for a purpose whether good or bad and making sure you stay steady throughout that and just keep pushing and persevering so we can bring that type of energy and mindset to everybody in the world and like to change things that's going on that we know are just completely messed up. We could be living, we could be, we could be living in a utopia. We could mm. be living in heaven. It's, it's supposed to be our heaven. We can't make it that. So mm. that's just what we're trying to do. So That's powerful. So I, I've heard a few times, I feel like I'm paying, y'all got a crib together. Yeah. And so we talk about space making a lot up here, but it's usually like in the public sense, like, mm-hmm. you know, a, a community center or, or mm-hmm. a performance space. And we rarely talk about private space. Mm-hmm. Um, we have none of that, by the way. <laughs> no private space. <laughs> no private space. <laughs> but, but I mean, to the world, it's, yeah, it's private yeah, to the yeah. world. Like, to anybody just coming in on, a, on six o'clock, like, where the workshop right. at. <laughs> but, you know, I think when I think of like historically, a lot of groups, like, that is usually having a space is mm-hmm. usually like a big stepping stone in terms. Mm-hmm of the creative process like we we think about like dungeon family or even think about like Mm -hmm. kanye with donda house Mm -hmm. td right or or even like save money had the spot they called the trap back Mm -hmm. in the day or them people had cribs where they was living in Mm -hmm. how has that contributed or changed either the creative side but also as a relationship as human Mm -hmm. beings because that's also living together Mm -hmm. like you learn everything about each other i think it's necessary if you're trying to if you're trying to work within a collective if you're trying to have a group a band or whatever i think it's i don't see how people do it and aren't living together just because (laughs) there's so much information on a day-to-day that has to be passed so many feelings so, so much to be expressed or to just like in order to hold everything together, uh, I really do see the importance of, of living together because it's more than just like being on time for things or, or showing up together on things. It's just on, like being on that same conscious, being on that yeah. same wave. Like I'm not going to be too far off on her on, on a day to day. Like I might be in my feelings or I might have something going on, but, you're lined up. but we're here, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So it doesn't have to be, there doesn't have to be that much confusion or that much, you know, explain. And it's also a place where, you know, it is a community center in a way. Cause like we got friends that come over all the time that are kind of dealing with stuff and, you know, end up crashing on our couch or end up, you know, just needing to be around positive energy where they don't have to worry about it. Like mm-hmm. I actually don't have to worry about it. It's okay. Like what they say is what they mean. What they mean is what they say. Yeah. And it's a space of love. Like, you know, so it's, it's a, it's a space of healing for us and for anybody that we bring into that. Who is uh, more focused on the cleanliness of the apartment or like the neatness of it? <laughs> I think we got the all the earlier. healing and all the cleanness and all that. But <laughs> I would say <laughs> between I would say between me and her. I would okay. Say. okay. <laughs> <laughs> we can leave it. But it's also cool because like you can capture you can capture an idea, right? Because like it's one thing to be around yourself, like oh this is kind of cool, but then you can say it out loud and have your collaborator no, there funny. with you. That's, that's hilarious. Yeah. He's trying to start morning. some drama. He trying to get some. <laughs> I did this just this morning. Get some mess going. <laughs> <laughs> don't stun on me <laughs> well, I'm going to ask one more of those vague beef related questions who's more on time 
Like, it's more, are you ever waiting on one one of y'all? I would say she's more of the, like, prompt. <laughs> I should have just asked your manager, Nova. <laughs> She'd be lying. She'd be lying. <laughs> but her, she's very prompt. Nine, she's... 99% of the time. Oh, uh, yeah. 99% of the time. Like, okay. I'm, I'm on time. <laughs> that 1% could be high. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she's more of the, like, she is the more, like, solid of us two. Like, I'm the more flowy energy. So she she keeps things locked down. Yeah. So to that, keep things interesting. To that point, you know, you've talked a little bit. <laughs> you've talked a little bit about the the kind of balance that y'all uh, strike with each other on stage when you're performing and feeding off of each other, or you know, in this context at home. But like, uh, for each of you, what's something that you appreciate that the other person gives to your life? Mm. Oh. Uh, We're getting in the holiday yeah, season, folks. Right. For me, I think it's reliability. Um, I haven't always been able to rely. I haven't been able to rely on anybody in my life. <laughs> Maybe my dad, you know. Um, but until her and, of course, my sister Nova, until they came into my life, that was just not a and trust anybody on that level. And I truly, truly trust truth on a level of. I mean, a lot of stuff just don't need to be talked about between us. It's just, it's just understood, um, mm-hmm. which is a beautiful thing to have that connection with somebody. Um, somebody I could trust musically, somebody I could trust, you know, with just private, you know, vulnerable, like vulnerable information, that type of stuff. Um, she's just solid, yo, just a solid person. And I don't have to worry about her. Yeah. And I think that's, that's good for me. Yeah. How about for you? Um, I would, I would second that as well. Um, and Damn, like I, th- I think that's that's I think it's both. Like, I think it's both because it's just we haven't been through some stuff. <laughs> we like individually like working with people, coming together, trying to work with people, and all that different type of stuff. And to know with with our team, not even just just Clev, but like Nova, our whole squad, like to know that we don't have to worry. We don't have to like, oh, okay, we supposed to be here at this time, and then okay, where are you? Oh, I, I, I didn't want to come today, and that, like, we ain't, we ain't got to worry about all that. It's, it's just like, we, we are, we're all focused. We're on one conscious. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, that's the main thing that I, that I appreciate is that if it's not that we, we are able to talk about it. The communication is always good. It doesn't have to be even when we get like, if we disagree or something. There's never no, I'm not, I'm not messing with her no more or da da da. It's never. They don't ever get to that extent. It's just like let's let's come to an an agreement because we know what we're what we're striving for. Yeah. We know what the goal is. So like the way in which we get there, it can be talked about and we can go this way or that way. But let's always make sure we got our eyes on the prize. So I have a v- v- go ahead. Also on a level of weirdness too, like that's wonderful. I that's feel, cute. yeah, like I feel like we can just totally get like really weird and really goofy. And I'm I'm sure no one else in the world knows what we're talking about. Like what what we have a lot of just that just that uh, intimate inside energy that's just like it's like silliness. It's very silly. It's completely yeah. Man, so when you've had like not healthy collaborations and then you have a healthy one. It's like, oh, this is the best thing in the world. Yeah. Like, I'm never letting this go, you know, yeah. if you can. Yeah, no, nah, friends, are, friends are dope. I have, a very, <laughs> I have a very similar question. And if it feels redundant, we can move on. So okay. he asked about how, like, y'all support each other. But in this process, especially as y'all are moving forward and accelerating. Things are growing, yeah. Are there things y'all are learning about each other 
or learning about yourselves through interacting with each other. And that may, if, if the answer feels the same as what you just said, we can move on. That's but it's, question. okay. All right. I thought There's so. The <laughs> I appreciate that. I would that. say something I've learned about myself in the past year, two years is, um, is expression, really expressing what's on my heart and, and, and knowing that it's valid and that it's, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. And that other people have to take heed to it. Like other people have to listen. Other people have to respect my ideas and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. There's that. Uh, I think that's helped me be a better leader. Um, Another one is, is that like having integrity has been on my mind for so long, just making sure that like anytime you have an organization, you have to make, make sure that everyone's performing properly everyone's doing what they're supposed to be doing people are doing things on time people aren't like lying about shit it's like just making sure that there's like that that integrity there so that anything you add to it is also going to fall into that same integrity you know what i'm saying you don't have any loose ends um so that's something i learned about myself is that like i have complete potential to be this person um artistically and in in terms of like on a business level and so it's just like getting purging the things that like I don't want um, that are a part of like, you know, just my upbringing or my personality and then just trying to, you know, encourage myself to be or and you allowing them to encourage me to be better. Mm. Yeah. How about you? I would say mine would be the ability to sit, sit back sometimes. I feel like um, my prior um like uh works with people when it came to like collaboration i had i like was forced to just always be the lead always having because i know like the, the next person may not be um equipped or right. not fully there so just having to stand up and do that you're but the one who made the powerpoint for the group project <laughs> uh i made we have a powerpoint for our house that i made <laughs> like but i talked but we like, no we had already you. spoke about it and then i just made it but yeah <laughs> but uh um uh, but yeah being able to like to take that back seat and know that my my partner got it like like I don't have to worry about it like when she when, when she speaks it's like I can I can easily back that up or if I speak she can easily back that up it's being able to just balance one another I feel like that's that's the best thing that I've I've learned from myself and us as a collective uh being able to know when to, to when to step up and when to let somebody else take that lead and, and that, being confident that's and big. that balance comes through in the music too I mean I think yes. that's yeah. when we talk about like the sharing the, the mic that, that metaphor yeah like yeah yeah it, yeah it comes through in every second of every mm-hmm. song so yeah. yeah so we about we're winding down we're gonna try to squeeze in two things so i think dj empathy while we play this very very important game mm-hmm. which is the cornerstone of our work here at the show game, a game okay. and yeah. it's, it's it's a little bit of a surprise i think he's gonna pull up some some tracks we might be do we have time yeah, for, do you for have some? a show track that you also we don't have two sets of headphones so would you be down to just do something a cappella? all right cool cool so before that though most importantly uh we're we're about accountability up here so you know love and and healing and all that but sometimes you know we got to take a stand Mm -hmm. and i believe that there is a sect of the world that has been running amok Mm -hmm. for the last 25 years and those people are r&b singers (laughs) so every week we invite our guests to start beef with the r&b singer (laughs) and why Beef with the R&B singers is the game from any wow. era. So you go from wow. back Motown, David Ruffin, up to Tory Lanez hairline. So wow. any anything wow. in between that. Wow. <laughs> like, wow. Who deserves it? 
I mean, definitely R. Kelly. Absolutely, yeah. like, absolutely. His R. his name is in the rafters. He yeah. is He's the, reason, the reason the game, the game exists. <laughs> I would've, I would've we have to, we have to go one step past. So we oh, boo to Kales every week. Plus, plus, mm, dang. What's what's who is some R and B folks yeah. that need beef? I would just beat with beef with Kaylani now. <laughs> I love oh. you, Kaylani. But that. you know what I'm saying? You, you out that. here living my life. For real. Like <laughs> we already look just alike. Yeah, People are constantly do. like, Are you with Kaylani? Sure. Sure, I'll be her. But yeah, you know, I feel like she she living my life. Like, I don't like that. That's real. I, no, like I, that. I will say it's not a bad backup plan. If she gets like a bit more famous, you have a second career as a that's our devil, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A stand in. Uh, you you got already got like some of the letters of your name. Yeah. Kinda, yeah. You can do an, an, an MF Doom type situation where you come and sub shows. Get a cut. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm not saying that's plan A. I think and maybe a, uh, maybe starting a beef is probably the best way. Yeah, to yeah, yeah, the quickest yeah, yeah. way. To that's yeah. very the funny because I I did not see it. But Good like night. now, it's very hard to not see. All right, that's that's all I got. You got one you want to throw? Yeah, we can do it as a collective. So. First of all, thank y'all so much for being here. This thank has been you. such a joy, um, and I'm excited to see the next steps. You are. We also didn't mention y'all are uh, performing on the same bill as Ergo Favorite Ergo Alum Joseph Chilians in yes. January. So we we'll definitely yes. want to be in the building oh, for that. Man, that's dope. Um, but before we get out of here, we'll, we'll let this take on out. Would you be kind, so kind, to bless us with okay. some uh, some bars? All right. What you feeling? What you feeling? Shit. You preach love and you speak love, but when it's time for love, you don't show it. Lurk tweets and stats talking behind my back, the smile in my face like I don't know it. But that conflict we got shit to accomplish when it's all on one conscious, uh. But fuck that conflict, we got shit to accomplish when it's all on one conscious, yo. It's about to be a gang, gang, gang. Cops wanna play bang, bang. This is not what they made for, they can't hang. Not them lanes can't hang. Nah, not them lanes can't hang, uh. It's about to be a do-do-do when that whole hood bout that troop. This is not what they made for, they can't hang. Nah, they can't hang. Yo, we all feel the same pain. Same pain. Words tell a propane, it's how we maintain. maintain. Uh, same blood, just different veins. Everybody trying to hit, but watch where you aim. Watch where you aim. We all feel the same pain. Same Words pain. tell a propane, it's how we maintain. maintain. Uh, same blood, just different veins. Everybody trying to hit, but watch where you aim. You preach love and you speak love, but when it's time for love, you don't show it. Lurk tweets and stats talking behind my back, the smile in my face like I don't know it. But fuck that conflict, we got shit to accomplish. Want us all on one conscious, uh. But fuck that conflict, we got shit to accomplish. Want us all on one conscious, yo. Let me tell you about a jug. Push knowledge like a drug. Got the whole fucking hood high. Got the whole hood high. Got the whole hood high. What you know about love? What you know about a thug? Got the whole hood riding. Got the whole hood Alright, I'm my sister's keeper. You can hear it through the speaker. Spitting ether in these features, making change, no meter. Uh, I'm my sister's keeper. You can hear it through the speaker. Spitting ether in these features, making change, no meter. You preach love and you speak love, but when it's time for love, you don't show it. Lurk tweets and stats talking behind my back, the smile in my face like I don't know it. But that conflict, we got shit to accomplish. Want us all on one conscious, uh. 
Well, that conflict we got to accomplish. One to solve, no one conscious. Hey, peace and love. Hey, that was Mother Nature. That was so rough. Much love, man. That was dope. We appreciate y'all for coming up here to this yeah, space yeah, and yeah. talking with us. We about to get up on out of here. I think that's the move. Ergo Radio every Thursday. All sports is next up here on WHBK 88.5. We'll be back next week with another conversation from Chicago and beyond. Much love to the people. Peace.